This is Jared Fishman, and you're listening to the 20-Sided Gamified Podcast. The past 20 years, I've blended games and education together in the classroom. I'm a history teacher, a game-based learning specialist, and I serve on the board of HMGS NextGen Inc. and the North American Simulations and Games Association. I'm looking to broaden my own knowledge of game-based learning by talking to the people that do it best. Pull up a chair, get your dice ready, and enjoy the ride. All right, podcast fans. Hello, uh, Jared's here. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. I don't know where you are or when this pod's going to come out, but it's right around the 4th of July. So if you're here in the States, I hope that uh, you had some fun festivities. And if you're overseas, you know, you just have to sort of deal <laughs> America. All right. I have a, a very interesting, what I would like to call very interesting character that is is, is coming on the pod today. So um, on my Instagram feed for both Next Gen and uh, for, for the 20-sided Gamify podcast, I always had this guy named Matt Rendar who would always write in these really, you know, complimentary comments about some of the stuff that Next Gen was doing. And when I started poking around, you know, it's like that TV commercial, The Most Interesting Man in America. <laughs> That's kind of how I'd like to I'd like to introduce Matt. So not only is Matt a big time gamer, which I think if you're a fan of this podcast, you know that we usually get into the gaming stuff, depending on who it is, usually towards the middle of the podcast. But not only is he a gamer, but he runs what I, I, I mean, he'll explain it, but it's almost like a what I would call maybe like digital media, something called Battle Tribe, which I know is a huge part of what he does. And, you know, he'll talk a little bit about his background as an artist. So he does Battle Tribes art essentially online um and he was a detective he was a cop he was in the military he does art he did artistic um mock-ups to kind of help the police track down you know bad guys i guess you could sort of call it or just people that you know had potentially committed crimes so he's just done a lot of really cool stuff so this is the first time i'm having him on so uh Matt Rendar, aka Matt Klein. I don't know which which you want to go by, but hey, man, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Thank you. Not so too much, dude. Yeah. All right. So I'm really excited to have you here. Um, and I guess maybe I, what I like to do with guests is kind of start with the sort of origin story. So Matt, whatever you're sort of comfortable sharing with yeah. with the audience. Um, so where are you from? I'm from uh, originally out in Suffolk County, Long Island, New York. So always you know born and raised. Yeah. And um. Yeah, that was pretty much it. You know, I grew up, I mean, the, my backstory was my um, my dad was a, an animator, an artist. He worked on TV commercials. He worked with Disney, Warner Bros., a lot of great companies. So I always grew up with like that art background. Another part, another key player in my life, kind of like leading on to what I did later on, was my grandfather was a World War II veteran. Mm-hmm. So he was, a, he was a dive bomber pilot on the U.S. Ticonderoga, and he fought at Guadalcanal, Iwo Jima. So, and um, his brother was actually a navigator, a uh, uh, Mighty Eighth Airborne Air Corps. It was a B seventeen. Oh wow! Actually got, yeah, he got shot down and killed. So I always grew up with those stories, and he had some really pretty wild stories of um, World War Two and all those different yeah. fights and stuff. And then um, growing up, you know, my dad was always like, "Let's be be an artist, be an artist." And I was kind of like, mm, "That's kind of it's kind of a feast and famine <laughs> feel." Right. But when I graduated high school, you know, I was just kind of like doing my thing. Nine eleven happens. I. I felt the call kind of like my grandfather was talking about like Pearl Harbor, World War II, like 9-11 was my Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So I just really wanted to get over there and get into the fight. 
So I ended up enlisting in the army. I ended up going to 30th Infantry Division, which ended up being the the the, uh, the spear of the invasion right. force in 2003 into Iraq. I didn't get to go. Like, I just missed getting there with them to, for the invasion. So I ended up going there as a replacement in April. Got it. And so I flew into Baghdad, jumped right in. We were doing combat operations. I ended up leaving there and um, going back stateside. When I was there, another little little piece of the puzzle is um, more friends like they're giving out the NYPD test at the officers club. It's in Georgia. Right. And I was like, ah, I'll take it later on. He's like, no, no, let's take it now. It's a good opportunity. So I took it, thankfully. Took the test, passed, got a deferment. So they're like, whenever you get out of the army, you can go, um, you can you can try out for us. I'm like, okay. So I go go back to Iraq for my second tour. And this is like the really, the really bloody. This was the bad one. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's all bad, but. It's all bad. But like this yeah. one was pretty, it was pretty intense. I got to see all, all the action. I, I got blown up. I got a purple heart and, um, you know, lost a couple of friends and everything. Very intense uh, year, 2005, right? Like right before the surge. So you were there for two years? Um, the first time I was there for five months. And okay. the second time I was there for a year. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I ended up getting out um, at ETS from like in April. Literally, I-95 driving up from Georgia. I called NYPD up, started uh, started my investigation. I was in the police academy in three months. So became a street cop, did that for about eight years. And the whole time doing military police work, I, um, I always drew, I always kept up, you know, my hobby and stuff. And, um, I found out about a sketch artist unit in the detective bureau, which is like a, it's a really hard unit to get into. There's only three people. So literally you have to have the talent. You have to have, um, do good on the test. You have to be a personal person, you know, for interviewing. Right. And you have, and you have to wait for a guy to retire. So I took the test in 2011. They loved me, but they're like, you have to wait for one of the guys to retire. One of the detectives retired in the end of 14. They picked me up in January. So I did gotcha. that for eight years. Gotcha. Yeah. And you were saying that your, so your dad kind of taught you how to draw or was it more something you did in school or? It was, um, it was kind of like just observation, just watching mm-hmm. him. He did show me and stuff, but just seeing it all the time, you know, like composition, placement, how to do this, how that. a lot of like, it's cool. A lot of that art, like production art, like animation and stuff. It's a lot of problem solving. Yeah, you know, for videos. sure. You know, it looks like a pretty wild scenario and you break it down to manageable pieces and just kind of yeah. like figure out how it's all put together. Yeah. And you know what? I think I should point out, right? So if you're listening to this podcast and you've never seen some of Matt's work. So look, if you go onto the next gen um, Instagram page and you find Matt's name and you go and seek out like his battle tribe stuff, he at times will like post some of the drawings that he's done. I mean, they're pretty ridiculous. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that sounds unsophisticated, but they're really like unbelievably good. And it seems like um, it, it kind of the art that you did for all of that, right? Not only were you sort of helping the community, but it also seems like you ended up in a lot of like interesting situations. It seems like you've met a lot of interesting people through doing that work too for the city. No, absolutely. It, it, you know what it is, it's like, it was such an honor to, to be involved with that because like I was involved in some wild cases, like cases, right. like cold cases, homicides, all different, you know, rapes, murders, like insane. It was just a, being able to like be a piece of that to help, you know, put a face with a, with a, um, with a person or, or a bad guy. Really cool. But although every drawing I did, they all have a story. It's pretty, yeah. you know, they just write themselves pretty wild. So you've led a pretty heavy life. I mean, I, I think I should point that out. I mean, we'll talk about the gaming stuff later, but hey, I mean, 
And and again, like I I always am a bit careful here, you know, um, especially with vets, because um, I mean, you and I are probably roughly the same age. Because I mean, my father was in the Navy. My grand my well, both my grandfathers were in World War II. So my grandfather was a B twenty four bombardier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, so I'm always a little bit careful here, but like. In terms of your experience in in uh, in Iraq, I mean, would you say that there's a connection between kind of like serving your country and then feeling like serving, you know, your home, like New York City? Is there a connection? No, there? Absolutely. You know, it's, um, I, you know, I, I felt it. I just felt a calling, to, you know, to step up and stuff, you know, like actually yeah. like my, my son is actually enlisted in the army. Right. And um, he's going into the infantry just like me. And, you know, yeah. and just, you know, and I, I was actually talking to a friend and he was kind of like, oh, you know, what you went through, you know, doesn't that like want you to dissuade him a little bit and stuff? Mm. So I made sure he, he wanted to do it 100 percent. But like certain people feel the, the calling to stand up and thank yeah. God, you know, thank God people like that. It's, yeah. It's also so funny to me that it's almost like we have to tiptoe around this like it's a bad thing, you know, like the yeah. idea of service. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, not to say I don't get particularly political on this podcast or anything, yeah, yeah. And, and my students never know which way I lean. But it is kind, it is kind of funny that we have to explain Everything. to people why it might be important <laughs> to serve. You know, that's where we live in. I guess it is a little wild. You know. <laughs> um, all right, so let me ask something then. So, like in terms of, so you come back, so you were you were doing the sketch work for what, like eight years? You were saying, yeah, yeah, just recently and, retired. And in ter- oh, so you just recently retired yeah, from that. December. So then, okay. So then, so then here's the million dollar question, right? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, so how do you get from, and again, if you're listening out there, we're going to give you all the info to look this up, but how do you go from doing all the sketch work with the police department to like, if I can use the word brand, like creating yeah. like the battle <laughs> tribe brand? Because again, like not to swell your ego, but this stuff is really cool. Like all of the, all of the media that you've created. I mean, just in an artistic or aesthetic sense, the stuff is really gorgeous that you're making. So how do you, yeah, of course, man. How, how did you get into that? So you would, it was, um, I had a friend read like a while ago. He was like, Oh, you you know, Instagram's really good platform. You need to like put your art out there. So I was like, okay. So I started doing that. And, um, let me tell you for artists, it's awesome because it's like, it's instant portfolio. Like, Oh, what am I all about? You click on it. So I used it more and more of the diary kind of blog thing. And I just kind of put it out there. And then I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I should make like, an, like a, a, a name for it, like an umbrella. So if you see that instantly, you, you know, it's me, you know? And so I came up, we were, I experimented with a couple um, names, my wife, and we were kind of, some were kind of corny and battle tribe came up and we're like, ah, so I started putting it on everything. And then, mm-hmm. It just blew up. And then, you know, I made an LLC and everything like that. But, you know, it was just really cool. But it's just, you know, it's just an outlet for what I want to do. Like, I have yeah. like an idea. The one motivating factor is like, I come up with some ideas and like, I just want to get them done before anybody else does. So I put them <laughs> out there in the world. Right. But, um, it, you know, if it's an animation, if it's art, you know, I do some, you know, pop culture art. I do some like serious stuff. You know, I try, I do some like uh, animations and movies and stuff that like, you know, it's just a really cool outlet for however I want to be creative. And I just kind of like throw, throw everything at the wall. Right. And, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but you also do uh, stickers and shirts yeah. things along those yep. lines as well. And it seems like all the Battle Tribe stuff that you do, um, 
it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like that has kind of led you into like going to cons and, and yep. places like that. So can you describe that for the for the audience? Like where are the places that you've been taken because of all the Battle Tribe art that you do? So I, with the law enforcement military background, mm-hmm. that's kind of, I was like the base of my community. And like, I, you know, I've had people like, oh, you know, like I'm not military or anything. Is, is it weird? I'm like, no, not absolutely. It's meant for everybody. I'm like, that's just my experience bleeding into the art mm-hmm. I do and stuff, but I've just, I've worked with so many different companies and, um, I just, I just did a, um, a collaboration with Oakley sunglasses. Oh, wow. So a, yeah. So yeah, yeah. so cool. there's actually a contest going on now with them, but uh, I did artwork for them for their, they did a 4th of July Liberty collection. So I did a bunch of stuff for them with that, but there's all these different, um, these companies and stuff that, that, that like my art and, um, you know, I just get involved with them and stuff. It's really, yeah, cool. that's super cool. So, so um would you say like the law enforcement stuff is sort of done and now battle tribe is just that's your thing like yeah. that's your sort of okay gotcha yeah it, it organ you know what it is is it like i didn't like wake up one day and like oh i'm gonna make a successful brand or anything it just like mm-hmm. organically happened yeah you know and um no, that's pretty much it with that. Which is always the best way to go. Cause like, there's so many people out there that try so hard. And I know I'm kind of like plagiarizing my students, you know, when they kind of use the phrase try hard, yeah. you know? So for you, it not to say you didn't try hard, but it, it yeah. seems like it just sort of happened, which is great. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Also too, like, this is like my opinion is like, if, if you, if you, you have to put the work in and let it happen organically, but if you're like pushing it really, really hard, I think people can see that it's not authentic. Yeah. They can kind of smell it. (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. Normally I would ask this question at the end, but Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it's more appropriate now. Um, so in terms of battle tribe, um, Mm -hmm. and that brand, like, so, so you were talking about the whole, uh, you know, working with Oakley, which is very cool. Um, what are you kind of working on in terms of the future? Like, are there big projects that you're sort of like just getting into now or? Yeah. Um, I'm at, um, so I've, I've run it. it, it that's the thing too, is like this new world that we live in with social media. The world is mm. so small, you know, people yeah. hit you up and they're like, you know, you would never thought um, I'm doing um, a uh, first, first responder law enforcement brand. Okay. And um, it's called Quick Draw. I'm sorry, my dogs are. I don't know. If That's okay. <laughs> That's so. Okay. Um, what do you call it? So there's a card company called uh, Quick Draw mm-hmm. um, Company, and they do they do playing cards, and they've done military and law enforcement. So I'm actually doing a deck of cards with them with all different types of first responders and stuff. So that's been really cool. That's a, that's a lot of work, though. I can <laughs> imagine all the, all the face cards and stuff. Um, I'm doing I, I'm doing a thing with Oakley. I'm doing a thing with uh, Cry Precision. Um, actually, I want to branch out. I have so many ideas. I just want to yeah. branch out too. I did. Um, actually, me and my wife we wrote a chil- uh, Christmas children's book last year that cool. got published and everything. Really cool. It's cool. called uh, "Where Where the Christmas Trees Go." And it's, no, such no. A, it's so funny, right? It's so that is funny. It's so different. It's not like Bill Murder Mayhem Battle Tribe, but yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just it was just something I wanted to do. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, by having the means with Battle Tribe and everything like that, I'm able to just pursue all these different things. You know, yeah, like, it's such a creative idea. I mean, mine <laughs> mine ends up in the backyard, <laughs> you know, every year. So, but, but yeah, I'm just kind of like doing. You know, I started doing um with wargaming. There's a couple companies that I collab with to do like Battle Tribe. You know, looking uh, miniatures and SDLs yeah. and stuff like that. So really very cool. cool. So by the way, that so we're gonna I'm gonna hold that. 
that idea in the back of my mind for a second, because we're going to talk about gaming in a sec. But I have one more question for you about like all the art that you do. So is it all strictly digital or do you start with like hand drawings of your work? I, I pretty much it's digital. Okay. So like I can do, you know, what it is with the digital is um, it cuts the time down so much, like yeah. making mistakes and stuff like that. And, um, you know, you can push, you can push an image a certain way. And then mm-hmm. the one thing I love is you can test out the different, um, what do you call it? Um, like the way everything, like the placement of everything, Okay. you know, like you can like, so I can, you know, test out a shot. Sometimes I have ideas like, Oh, I'm gonna have a helicopter and some guys here and this and that. And I can right. instantly change the composition, you know, gotcha. where, you know, the old school way of doing it, you know, you, you have to be so dead sure on what you're doing before you invest all that time on it. So yeah. it just, it just limits, it limits the time to be more creative. Yeah. So, but and you still need the, the fundamentals. So. No, for sure. For sure. And I mean, again, in, in terms of cutting time down, it means you can work more and get more, you know, stuff out there in terms of pieces and things like that. No, absolutely. All right. So given that this is a gaming podcast, so in addition to doing all the stuff um, that you've talked about so far, it you're basically like a lifelong gamer. It would, yes. it would appear. All right. Yeah, huge. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So for our audience out there who, you know, I have a lot of different kinds of people that listen. So, you know, you've got your teachers that listen. Do you also have your hardcore gamers that listen? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so Matthew Rendar, um, where does your sort of, where does your sort of uh, gaming story start? Like when, when did you start gaming? Let's start. That. So, so when I was a young kid, the one, it was, it's so funny. I was talking to my wife about this the other day. Yeah. I, I was talking to her about like, how did I got into war gaming? Um, my father, I used to collect classic army men. So I always had tons and tons. And I remember my dad being like, Hey, you know, like set them up. So we would set these big battles up, like one side, one side, and we would take turns going back and forth, flicking, you know, like this machine gun killed like five dudes. Or this tank <laughs> drove and stuff. Right. Right. And we, right. we kind of went back and forth, very like HG Wells, you know, little wars, pretty wild. Oh, sure, dude. Yeah. 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 So, but then tr- the big thing for me was, um, I remember my next door neighbor coming out talking about Hero Quest. He's like, Did you see the commercial Hero Quest? And I'm yeah. like, No, no. And, I, and he explained it to me and just like, the image I made for myself in my head. And then when I finally saw the commercial, you know, John, it would barbarians and yeah. orcs and fire wrath. And all, yeah. It blew me out. So I remember, and I think that game was like $20. Back yeah. 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 Taking my <laughs> $20 great. and getting it and everything. And then getting the quest pack. And then, yeah. then now the I know we're the, by the way, now I know we're of the same generation. Uh, Cause when I was a little kid, not that, that, Oh yeah, man. Even like non gamer people I knew, cause I was always into games, but like yeah. even non gamers liked hero quest, awesome. you know what I mean? That's so, awesome. so was that kind of your first yeah. I guess first big game. I guess then, you could say. Yeah, yeah, I would say. And then I the following year, it was like I'm watching like MTV when they used to have music. And yeah, it was yeah like, sure. <laughs> Battle Masters came out. Like whoa! So me and my friend that Christmas we got Battle Masters and we put the mats together. Oh yeah. And we had two giant on, and that was it. And then it, then it was on to everything else. You know, I went to um, I I really got into BattleTech. I was a big BattleTech guy in the in the late eighties, early nineties, and then um. 40k was always like in the in the background yeah. you know and uh, it was so expensive like for for it, it is it's crazy so, we always look there's like a love hate gw thing on this podcast i think mm. <laughs> because it always comes up and it's always it's always a little controversial by the way i have to back up for one second so do you still play battletech oh uh, yes so it's it's i have my i have a pretty good gaming group 
Yeah. But none of them play Battletech. Oh, but I have, no, I have, dude. I have one friend that does. All right. He is my, he is my itch, especially now with the miniatures yeah. are so awesome. All right. So well, I've, look, I've been playing Battletech. Yeah, been I can't it. divulge because, you know, we, we can't we can't end up being stalked by, you know, by, by the community. But, dude, I play Battletech like once a week in New York. Yo, so now awesome. that now that we're yep. doing this little conversation, like, Yo, awesome. yeah, we, we're going to we're going to poach you for. for we've been, we've been playing. You got to check out my channel. I, I have like a really cool city. Oh, there's yeah, so, 3D printing. You can have giant. Urban oh, I know, dude. It's pretty. It's, so it's awesome. pretty wild, you know, and also too, like um, even on that note, uh. I just saw the other day, or well, no, I just saw last night, I should say, um, that uh, Games Workshop is like re-releasing like all the old Epic stuff, Epic you know, 40K, which is super yeah. cool. I'm really into that. So like big robots are just sort of, sort of yeah, fun, yeah, it's really, you know? You know what, the scale's nice. You know? It is. Yeah. Like, um, it's just like, play, I've, I've been playing a lot of Alpha Strike, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just... Just that scale is just so cool with the infantry yeah. and stuff. Like, and I love infantry yeah. and, and Battletech, even though they're useless. It's just like yeah. just having that epic. And like, when I do my terrain setups, I always have cars. I always want like a bustling city because that's, you know, that's how yeah. I envision. Yeah, no, that's super cool. So, so before we talk, because I'll be curious if you, if you did take the GW plunge, which I guess we can mm -hmm. talk about. But, um, yeah. so you were saying, so you don't necessarily have to, um, divulge every little dirty secret here but so you have a good gaming group like you yeah. play in long island yeah. basically yeah very very good yep. so are these people that that you've known because i know that you grew up in that area like these yeah. are people you've known for a long time yeah a lot of um a lot of my gaming friends where i became and they're all different ages all walks of life yeah and um a local hobby store that i went to as a kid i grew up with these people you yeah i know no, it's great you know some of these people are like 20 years younger than me some of these people are 20 years older than me yeah uh, it's just it's, share, everybody shares that common you know love of gaming yeah it's so funny you bring that up because again like this has come up a couple times on this podcast but you're so right it's like you and i for example or or anybody that comes on here or anybody you talk to you could have like wildly different lives and wildly different experiences and believe wildly different things yet we all somehow started with little plastic airfix figures like throwing them at each other like it is funny to me how gaming can kind of do that it, yeah. it you know what i mean so um so did you take the gw plunge are of you course a, are, <laughs> of course i did of course i did because it it's like funny. a drug <laughs> yeah. I didn't get into it until I was like 15. I started working. Right. And um, I remember my parents were like, you have to put half your check in the bank, half in yeah. your pocket. But <laughs> for that second edition 40K box, right. so there, I, I, I just took that whole check and just bought a bunch of stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah I started I started going really, Um, I was in the second edition. I got into it. Me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Space Hulk I got into. But then um, the way I got, and I, I love 40K to this day, you know, exactly. Love and hate, you know, yeah. whatever. But like to me, I don't take anything seriously. I'm just kind of a, you know, drink a beer, throw a dice kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Push miniatures. I just, I just love pushing miniatures around. Yeah, and yeah. Then, but um, I would say for like the historicals, like when Saber Prime Ryan came out in 98, mm -hmm. like my group started getting into historicals. There was a, okay. a, one of the guys, uh, name drop, with, um, Keith Stein from Little Wars TV. Oh, sure. Uh, Little Wars yeah. TV is great. Yeah. They were awesome. But I believe, I, I think he was involved. There was um, a set of rules that was on the internet. And it was called uh, Warhammer Panzer Battles. Mm -hmm. and it was it was 40k with um with um world war ii sure and like but the miniatures you know the miniatures were the very old metal metal oh yeah old like school yeah, yeah. And stuff, like yeah, yeah tree designs but then um the one game and then 
later on he came out with a set of rules called disposable heroes seven seven oh man seven dude i used to play that game all the time so good yeah it I, is good and then I, I i did the black hawk down scenario uh version where it was all moderns sure. with somalians and delta and rangers i built yep. all that and then i just kept going and going and black powder and the perry brothers and like just I, it's just awesome. There's so you, it is. There's so much stuff out there. I know. So it sounds like you really took the deep dive. I mean, do you yeah. do you have a favorite? So in terms of historicals, right? Do you have a favorite era? I mean, is it World War II or is it modern or? Um, it kind of it kind of depends what kind of day. I honestly, it's my my the period. I like I like all the periods. I don't, whatever. But one of my favorites though is definitely like horse and musket. I'd say Napoleonics. Yeah. And like civil war and even like the colonial periods like i started doing sudan and zulu oh sure i just like just the um i this you know it's war it's horrible <laughs> but the romantic the, um i think it's kind of romantic how you see these giant formations of troops they meet each other on the battlefield and like just with the range of their weaponry they're not like blowing each other off the field right away they're like they're right. kind of presenting themselves and maneuvering no sure like we're modern warfare it's like if you see each, you're, there's none of that you know no for sure or, and um, it's even more wild now like with yeah, drone technology drones. i can't even imagine with the drones well but, um yeah well you know what's interesting like okay I'll, I'll divulge a little so i mean i i never served right i mean i had family members that did um but i mean i have like a whole modern sort of setup right so i mean i yeah. have like rangers marines like mm -hmm. you know and then yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff for iraq and stuff like that but um I always feel a little weird putting it on the table, meaning like if you were going to come to my house, that's not a game I would run just because mm. I mean, without getting too personal, I mean, is that yeah. what I mean, would it be disrespectful almost? Do you, no, do you, do you know what you I know, mean? <clears throat> I mean, I've been asked this question a lot and everything. And I before I went to Iraq and everything, like I did modern gaming and I, I felt a little weird, too. I was kind of like, uh, you know, like especially like I, I have friends that were in Mogadishu and Somalia, you know, and um you know, fought through that and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't, to me, it's such a character, like war gaming is such a, a, a caricature and so far removed from yeah. real life and stuff. It's just like, to me, it's just kind of, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of comical. Right. You know? I mean, I could, I could definitely see where people, you know, might want to wait a little bit. Like, you know, do you want, you know, does anybody, is anybody war gaming Ukraine and Russia right now? You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, but um, to me, it's, 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 it's a, it's a war game, you yeah. know? It's they are toys just, ultimately it's not it's not that serious you know yeah but um that's just my opinion i have no problem with it at all like i've, I've done i've done everything I've done, yeah you know israel israel war i've done yeah. you know, vietnam all types of modern you know afghanistan i've done iraq i mm -hmm. did 20 millimeter iraq and everything yeah you know it's just um i don't i don't think it's an issue that's for no me. gotcha now the guys that are in your um the guys that are in your group or whoever's in your group so are yeah. they the kind of people that are open to play anything anything yeah it's gotcha. pretty much we we've it's kind of like flavor of the month or week or whatever like we, whoever puts it together like i'm getting ready to do a big civil war campaign yeah you know um we were just doing more time for like two months really cool and yeah. um it's just kind of like you know whatever you want to do everybody's you know what are we going to play and everybody gets their stuff together and then we just you know have out. oh that's interesting so so like if you know that you're gonna let's say you guys know that you're gonna play more time is your group the kind of group where everybody will get their own stuff and you'll play it yeah. for a little while? Oh, cool. Yeah. And would you, yeah. is it the same for historicals as well? Yeah. 
Yeah. So wow, Matt, everybody... Matt, that's unique, my friend. I know. I just want to point that out. <laughs> it's funny. It's uh like I lived in Georgia when I was in the military. And it, right. you know, it's just a smaller gaming community. New York has a lot. That's yeah. we have good good food and a lot yeah. of gamers here. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's definitely true. Um so when you were in just backing up for a sec, so how long did you live in Georgia for? Uh, a little like four years, about four years. And that was when you were in the military? Yes. Yep. Oh, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So, and I had a little gaming community down there. Yeah. There, so, there are, I have some friends in Atlanta. I don't know where in Georgia you were, but um, Atlanta's got uh, some pretty cool spots. Yeah, I was in, um, I was in Hinesville with Sports Stewart, but we had Savannah and Savannah okay. had two, two gaming stores and stuff. Yeah. There, so. Do you ever go to the big, um, like gaming conventions in the Northeast, like yeah. Historicon or? I just got off the phone going to Historicon. We're going for one day, Thursday, the 20th. Very cool. We're, we'll have to meet up. Yeah, because next gen, we have like our whole, a whole room there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, where we're going to bring people in. No, that's very cool. So we'll have to, definitely, we'll definitely, definitely have to meet up, you know. Yep, absolutely. That'll be fun. Um, so one of the other, uh, one of the other questions that I wanted to ask um, when it comes to uh, gaming is, what's your favorite element of it? Do you like the painting? Do you like the terrain building? Do you like collecting? Like, what would you say is like kind of the, kind of the big thing? that you jones about i guess it's a it's It's a tough question i've never asked anybody that on on the pod before it's so i think it's it's just so corny but it's it's every aspect of the hobby (laughs) you know because like i'm engaged when nobody's around and i'm putting everything together and doing different projects and then like when you have everybody over it's the big it's the big um it's a very thematic uh yeah you know and i i love like i'll set a table up and then they come over, a couple of my friends come over and then they see it unveiled, you know, like, yeah. like, I'll, like I, I did a Zulu battle like uh, a couple months ago and you have rolling hills and you have the farmhouse and the trees and like yeah. the sky, I put up a sky and then you could see and like, all right, these guys are, you don't know what's coming. You know, it's mm-hmm. just really cool. It's just, it's just the, the laugh, the banter. It's, it's such a social activity, you know, yeah. and you're just moving guys around and doing stuff. And it's just yeah. like, it's just the, the whole hobby from start to finish. It's just great. And that's why I've enjoyed it. Like I've never really come out of it. I've never had like, I've always, always had it steady my entire life. Yeah, no, gotcha. So uh, another tough question. So it's, it seems like you're a lot like me. I mean, you game so many different periods, yeah. which is, which is fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it gets a little crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine if I came to your house or if you came here, our basements or wherever yeah. you, our stuff is, is probably just as wild. I would, yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> I imagine. Um, but do you, do you have a go-to game? Like, do you have a favorite game that like, it never seems to get old? Um, I don't want to get hate. No, 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 don't, <laughs> no. Don't. I don't know if I don't know I if really, you have enough I like, listeners. I, 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 I know it's like it's one of the. It's like it's like my honestly, it's like one. You know what it is? It's like a very nonchalant game to me. It's a very nonchalant game. I know it backwards yeah. and forwards, and no, um, I could show people how to do it, and it's not too serious. But some people really hate this game. Yeah, go like, for it. I, I love I love Black Powder. Yeah, yeah. You know? So and the reason I like it, it's like a very plug and play. I can play different different things. I know some people don't like that. There's um. The, the command and control and some people don't like the greenness like oh it doesn't really feel too much like the period yeah but but for me the one thing that's important is like you get to play these massive games we play them in like three hours four hours and then we go out and have dinner you know yeah like, absolutely you know like a lot of people i play with they don't have they, i can't sit unfortunately can't set a game up for like four days and like and play right. through it you know yeah no totally look I, black powder 
is no no i don't hate it at all but i get i completely understand what you're saying no i know i completely understand what you're saying and the reason why is because i've had this conversation so many different times like this exact question has come up um to me i think that people and we'll have to see if people comment on this but like they will right they probably will right i think that um i think that people get turned off by the fact that you've got a, a a set of rules mechanics that applies to different time periods in which the weapons are so wildly you know different and things along those lines but to me it's like i think it's possible to put that aside and it's just a fun game and yeah. it's a game that you can run for lots of people and they can pick the system up pretty quickly so yeah. you know i think that for some people, it's like they want to make like 18 dice rolls to find out if their French were able to make their square and did it get broken? And yeah. you know what I mean? No, it's no, it's an important topic. It's like also too like where you are in your life. Like if yeah. you're younger, you maybe you, you want to look at like 17 charts to find out yeah. like one guy died or whatever. But like, um, yeah, and also too like the different periods. You know, they have all the different supplements and stuff, and we modify it ourselves too. You know, like yeah. oh, you know. Like in Civil War, they wouldn't do X. You know, they would do yeah, more like absolutely, this, you know? and that's fun. But, like, I feel like if you're not yeah. doing that, you're probably not a, a great gamer. You know, and yeah. Black Powder is great for that in the sense that they even describe it as kind of like a toolbox kind of game where it's like, look, yeah. here are these basic mechanics. You go in there and change the elements that you want to make it your own. You know, and yeah. and and again, like there's a fine line there. You don't want a rule set that's so. Um, vague that you practically have to write the game but um yeah. but yeah black powder is fun i ran it um well, i used to run it all the time i haven't run uh it in, in a little while but um i did this massive battle of Borodino game Ooh. napoleonic game um in 15 millimeter with napoleonics and um i used black powder and it was just a very seamless game you know yeah. it was easy to run for lots of people lots of units so no, absolutely um what kind of table do you play on do you play on a like a five foot wide table or a six foot wide table or I do, my table's not that big <laughs> oh no <laughs> I, I have a four by seven. Oh, so, that dude that's completely very odd. normal yeah, no, yeah. i know but I want like a Perry table, man. Oh like yeah, a six by like twelve. But yeah, the next, my next house, my next house. Yeah, gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. But um, but yeah, usually like I'll do is I'll put I have two six by fours as well, so yeah. I'll put those together. But yeah. like my mainstay. But the but, tricky, yeah, big yeah. tables, man. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> the tricky thing about the six foot wide table is depending on what game you're playing. Like I like I run a lot of like attacker defender games and it's like if unless you've got somebody that has really long arms, the six yeah. foot wide table can be tough. Now, if you're playing yeah. a game where everything meets in the middle, it's not as big of a deal. But yeah. so um, disposable heroes, if we kind of circle back to that. So, yeah. you, so you, you know, the person who wrote the rules. No, I was that what you were saying? He's one, he's one of the little Wars TV guys. Oh, right. Gotcha. So when I was at a store con, I believe it was last year, I bumped into him and I was like, hello. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> gotcha. you wrote the Spills of Heroes. He's like, wow. He's like, yeah. you know, yeah, but, yeah, we used to play that a lot. Yeah, we used yeah, to play that game cool. a lot, you know, and that's one of those games where there's so many like little interesting mechanics. Yes. I hate to say it, like, because I don't know that I don't know the timetable. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure. I was playing disposable heroes before bolt action. I, yeah, hundred percent. Um, there's some, there's some similarities it, there. Yeah, you I know, with chain of command too. You know, I got out of the army in 2006, so I think that's when disposable heroes first came out. 
Right. So, but um, then the, I think the second edition came out. I, I liked it a lot. I thought the, the vehicle rules were like a little little clunky. The yes. infantry rules were so intuitive. Yeah. And it just it just seemed like two different games when it came I to am a, thou- a thousand percent agreement. Because yeah. like, but I would say that too about a lot of the sort of World yeah. War II games, like whether you're talking about Chain of Command or Bolt Action, Disposable Heroes, it's like the second, and I, I don't know what you think about this, but it's like those are infantry-based games. The second that you add a tank in it's like it 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 doesn't just change the game but like it's like the complete dynamic is different you know do do you do you like how the vehicles are handled in bolt action i know it's very like simple oh man so Mm. now bolt action doesn't get well i mean i don't think it gets a lot of hate online but all right so i'm pausing because i want to think about how how i want to say it's not because (laughs) i have any fear of of backlash so to speak but all right so this is what i think about bolt action right so I mean, look if you're if you're looking for a game in which you love World War II armor and you want to count the amount of rivets on the tank and you know you want to differentiate between the kinds of you know guns that the Germans were using on tanks in 1944 versus like the middle of 1944 or something like little nuances. I don't necessarily know if bolt action is going to be the game for you. Yeah, it's 100%. so generic. Yeah, but if you're talking about playability. Oh, I like it. I mean, oh, 100%. do you, do you play bold action? Yeah, I play bold action. And yeah. I, play bold I love action it. And I've, I've used it. I've, I've been, I played uh, some Vietnam games recently and I've used it for Vietnams with some like mod, you know, mods to it and everything. I like it. So I know a couple of people, they don't like how brutal it could be sometimes like a tank oh, yeah. and it's everything, but yeah. there's a, there's a video game I play hell let loose. Mm-hmm. And like, all I do in that game is tank crew. Okay, and like, gotcha. you know and like when you get killed and it's like you get i love how the game has one shot like you get shot by a tiger and you're a sherman it's like everybody's dead yeah so to well, me you know that's to me, usual that usually what happens that's usual yeah. Yeah. but i, I kind of like that but um i i definitely i i think bolt action i have a friend who who treats tanks interestingly in the sense that um when he runs bolt action games and he knows that he wants tanks to be the uh, a, an important element he just mm. makes it a tank game. I mean, and and yeah. you have way more tanks than you actually have infantry, and yeah. that seems to play pretty well. So, yeah. the one, um, the one, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no I was going to say. No, I'm sorry. Just real, real quick. The one thing I did like about Disposable Heroes was um, when the tanks they had to make spot checks, so like yes. the crews searching, and like if your guys are really in hard cover, it's hard for the tanks crews to see where they're hiding. It's not yeah. like oh, that guy, you know. Half a yeah. mile away, I see him instantly, you know. I don't so that, know if, I thought it was kind of cool. I don't know if people realize, and I'd be curious what your experience was in the military. Mm. I don't know if people realize, especially during World War II, like how difficult it was to see anything. It's like yeah. there's a reason tank commanders popped up out of the top hatch yeah, because absolutely. they wanted to be able to see things, you know. Yeah. When you were in the military, you said you were in the infantry. Yes. So, so I was what, I was oh, mechanized no. Oh, you were mechanized. So what were you in? Yep. Striker? Oh, Bradley's. Okay, yep. gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Um, I would imagine, though, it's quite different. Today. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Like, what was yeah. visibility like when you were so, riding around? So I, so I was a dis... So there's two parts of the Bradley uh, in a Bradley platoon. So I was a dismount. So I was an infantry dismount. So my my team was in the back of one. So you have in the Bradley, you have a, a driver, you have a gunner, and a commander. So they're pretty much... And the commander's hanging out the hatch or like world war two style looking around you know if he if he buttoned up you know he came down the hatch he might have the hatch down looking around but most of the time he was down low looking around he just right. had that 360 but the driver has limited visibility the gunner has lives and then in the back 
you're in complete darkness except for a couple of periscopes and you're pretty much listening to the radio and when you hear the commander go the bradley commander say you know dismount left you know yeah. hit this building to the right you know you're jumping out into this openness but yeah once again like visibility is very limited you know, yeah you're just kind of listening to and where, again where to... i don't want to poke you too much here but yeah, i mean okay. it sounds like you were probably there around the time that the ieds became such yeah. a oh Ooh. god so if you don't mind me asking, I mean, yeah, what's that like? I mean, being inside of a vehicle, well, again, like yeah. whether you're outside or inside, knowing that these things are all over the roads that you're traveling around on all the time. Um, like, I didn't really think about it too much, but I was, um, I, my close encounters, I, I had four close encounters with IEDs. So my vehicle was mm -hmm. hit three times. So the first ID we ever, my platoon ever hit, I was in the back and I remember we were just rolling back from a mission to our patrol base. And I'm, I remember just, I was in the back of the Bradley and I, my ex-wife was pregnant at the time. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if my kid's going to be a boy or girl. Boom. Oh my God. I, I thought an RPG hit the, hit the vehicle. Right. Smoke flew, came, guess came from underneath the Bradley, blew in, the Bradley kept driving. And you heard my lieutenant, who was the commander of the Bradley, I was in the lieutenant's Bradley. He's coughing, <laughs> coughing. You hit a gunner yelling and shit. And they start yelling down to the driver, like, and Hefner, are you okay? Are you okay? And it was like dead silent. You didn't hear anything. So, but he kept driving because like mm -hmm. the whole pro, the whole SOP was to just get out of the ambush zone. And, you know, you usually right. IDs were the initiation to an ambush. Right. So I see smoke everywhere and I'm yelling, you okay? Okay. So my, I see my sergeants stick their hands through the smoke, thumbs up. Mm -hmm. We roll out of the kill zone and we were okay it was it was, a, it was like a, i think it was a 155 millimeter artillery round that blew up oh my god so it didn't do it just did it just like shrapnel on the side of the bradley didn't blow the track didn't do any right. like damage or anything so we jump out and we're like we're the first ones <laughs> to hit one right well i got <laughs> so, yeah i got to imagine the adrenaline yeah. kick must be crazy. ridiculous so we start taking pictures of all the shrapnel the second bradley rolls up and they're all celebrating that they hit the, the IED. Right. We're all like, no, nah, no, nah, that was us. And we start arguing. And then my lieutenant's like, no, it was us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really hit it. But um, yeah, it's just like um, you just live with it, you know. Yeah. Just, it sounds like it. It sounds suspicious. surreal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you're just very cautious about everything, you know. Like looking back, you, you know, we could have been taken out at different times all over the place. You know, you right. just don't you just don't know, you know. Yeah. Like I, I stepped on one, that was my day to step on one. It just, you know. It's just it is what it is. You know? Yeah. And it's funny, like going back to like some of the things that we we're talking about earlier, it must feel good to push that letter around then. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as opposed to, you know, I mean, granted, the whole serving the country is obviously important. And I yeah, imagine yeah. you're proud of that. But at the same yeah. time, it's like pushing miniatures around the table or running over like 150 <laughs> millimeter like artillery shells. Like, yeah. it's pretty wild. So, Matt, let me ask something, because, I mean, we're getting close to that time where we'll, we're going to start to wrap it. I mean, obviously, you're going to come yeah. on again um, at some point. But um, so I guess, like, maybe for our listeners, right, maybe we'll t hit on two topics, right? So maybe for our listeners, um, in terms of like, your wargaming projects, so yeah. what's the big thing for you right now? Like, what are you working on? What are you building towards? Um, maybe what you're playing right now? Yeah, so the one thing is, like, you know, everybody talks about the hobby burnout. Like, you yep. want to burn out. So that's not a problem for me because I have like 17 <laughs> projects going right. on at the same, same time. Right. But, um, yeah. So anytime, usually I, I do like a squad or a battalion or a regiment at a time and kind of circle back around through, but right now I'm working on like a million things right now. I'm working on world war one, the war games, Atlantic plastic. Um, oh, those are great miniatures. They're great. Yeah. So I have the Germans and French and yep. I have an American army. So, and then 
I found some SDLs. I want to do 3D. Pr- I, w- I really want to do like that one big British tank assault they did. Oh, sure. Like Combray. Yeah. yeah. How, many, I'm trying to, how many tanks were there? Like 11? A lot. 20, a yeah, lot? A lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but I think it was in the hundreds. Oh, really? You know, okay. I'm pretty I w- sure. If we're thinking of the same thing. I would love to do like a battle with like maybe tw- like a, uh, 20 Mark IVs. You know, yeah. Going across yeah. the field with all trenches and everything. Yeah. So working on that. The um doing some uh, AWI, you know, mm-hmm. American War Independence, doing some of that. I wanted, like, I do so much black powder. I'm like, I was looking at that one rule set. Uh, I have it. Was it um Rebels and Patriots all spray? Yeah. Like, and, or a sharp practice, do like a smaller, you know, American Revolutionary War thing. Yeah. Um, doing that, more battle tech stuff, more terrain. Um, cool. I the new Warhammer came out, so I have all those miniatures. Oh yeah, no, I know, <laughs> I know. The internet, the internet is a buzz, and you know what? Hats off to them. Like yeah, yeah. the fact that a war game is generating the kind of buzz, and let me tell you, right? Mm. If 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 that piece of man meat, Henry Cable, okay. ever really no, does, does come through, I really will be very very curious, like yeah. to see. It'll probably feel like. You know, being a super nerd in the early 2000s, reading all the George R. R. Martin uh, books, and then all of a sudden it's like I'm walking through like it wasn't even Barnes and Noble. It was like Borders books and like the bros from the gym come in and like think I work at the store because I have glasses and they poke me. And it's like, where's the George R. R. Martin stuff? I would imagine we might be on the precipice of that if Henry Cable makes that. It's such a. It's just the way they attack it, you know. Like yeah. there's so much, there's so much to do. But if they do it just right, it, it'll oh be yeah, really cool. So we'll have, you know? yeah, we'll definitely have to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, uh, so my other question, um, is for the you know people listening out there, right? How can they find you? Like in not not in a creepy way, like but yeah. but like <laughs> if people want to, because this is really what the podcast is for. It's not about me. It's really about you, right? So. How can somebody find you? How, where would you direct somebody if they wanted to get, you know, a sense of who you are, what Battle Tribe is, all of that? So um, I'm really big on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's Instagram. Yeah, I have Battle Tribe. I show my artwork out there. And um, I do. I, I, now that I'm retired, I show a lot of my detective police stuff. I show lots of cases and stuff. So, like, I just throw it all out there. And then for for gaming YouTube, you know, it's it's like it's been it's like my my hobby blog now. So I try to put up as much as I can. So I'm trying. I'm usually doing like about two. I think like two videos a month. Right. So I have a bunch of different. I have a. I did um, Team Yankee in uh, six millimeter. So oh, I'm getting dude. ready to put that up. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty wild. And yeah, um, I've done the same thing. I have, uh, except I did in three millimeter. But I don't know if you ever heard of Pico Armor. Yeah, yes. yep, absolutely. it's a little ridiculous. I mean, the the models are very cool, but they are really, really, really. What small. did you What did you think about Team Yankee in six mil? I enjoy it again. Yeah. If, so here's what's funny, Matt. If you asked me, I was one of those people that um, just sort of completely shat on Flames of War, anything yeah, related. Yeah. Back in the day, you asked me 10, 15 years ago, I oh, would absolutely. say it's an awful game. But yeah. but like 41, almost 42-year-old yeah. me now, it's like, it's a fun game that yeah. only take me five to ten minutes to explain. And playing it, just like you were saying, like in six mil or playing mm. it in three mil, you can play huge games. Huge so games, I've, yeah. done, I've done um, uh, like the Arab-Israeli wars. Like I've yeah. done mm-hmm. like 1967, yeah, 1963. Like yeah. yeah, I do. I think it's really that fun. Awesome. I yeah. thoroughly enjoy it. 
Yeah. So I had, a, I had a good time. I just, um, I, we pretty much had double on the table that we yep. would for a regular flame sword game. I mean, um, Team Yankee game. So I was right. kind of like, uh, like I was getting ready to go big into six millimeter armor. And I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, I'm like, nah, I'm all right. I, I, yeah. I could just do it. It's, it's but, um, well, GHQ is great. Like no, is. their models are so nice. For Arab Israeli though, that's, yeah, 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 for sure. Idea, you know, we did. Uh, I, I did. Um, like the goal on heights. You know, yeah, the Syrians cool. kind of coming up. It was cool because, like, I well, probably not cool, but um, <laughs> I've been to the goal on heights. Like my oh, school, like cool. we took kids on on a trip to try That's to like wild. better understand. Um, you know, all the tension between is Israel and Palestine, and yeah, the goal on heights were one of the places that we That's went. And it's wild. like you just look out there, and it's like, what were you guys thinking? <laughs> You know, like in terms of like that kind of fortified position, it's pretty, um, it's pretty, pretty wild. Stuff. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I thumbs up. Uh, so if anybody's listening out there, thumbs up to Team Yankee. I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. You know, also smart on Battlefronts Part Two to like branch out into something where they can make whatever they want and and yeah. keep selling stuff as opposed to like yeah. re-releasing the same models over and over or rule sets or thing things yeah. along those lines. You know, so. But Matt, we definitely now that you know, I know that you know you're uh, not that far away. We'll definitely yeah, um, have to get together, you know, head to Historicon. And again, for all our listeners out there, you definitely want to check Matt's stuff out on Instagram. So as he was saying, like you know, check out Battle Tribe. And if you're going to be at Historicon, depending on when this uh, airs, we will definitely be there. Next Gen has its own room. So again, depending on when this uh, comes out, if you are listening and you do want to show up, uh, just look us up and hopefully we'll hopefully we can get Matt into the room too. So Absolutely. all right. Well, Matt, I really appreciate you coming on. And like I was saying before we uh, recorded, um, we're definitely going to have to have you on again at some point. No, I appreciate it. Definitely. Cool, man. Great time. All right. All right, everybody. Have a nice day. See have you later. Thank you so much for listening to today's 20-sided gamified podcast. I hope you got as much out of the conversation as I did. If you're interested in learning more about the organizations I work with, please visit www.nextgengaming.org and www.nasaga.org. My Instagram handle is hmgs underscore nextgen underscore ink until next time be well get some gaming in and roll some 20s thank you so much